Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. In keeping with the life of David, we are picking back up in 2 Samuel chapter 17 with the second part of the lesson from last week, which was two camps. So this is part two. And we'll be covering verses 15 through 23 of 2 Samuel 17. Let's begin. Hushai spoke to Zadok and Abathar, the priest. He said, Ahithophel has given advice to Absalom and the elders of Israel. He suggested that they should do one thing, but I suggested something else. Send a message right away. Tell David don't spend the night in the desert at the place where the people cross the Jordan. Make sure you go on across. If you don't, you and all the people with you will be swallowed up. They were instructed not to stop until they got to David. Don't stay anywhere. Don't do anything else. Get to David. And when you get to David, tell him, get across the Jordan. Keep going. Don't stop. It was urgent in both of these matters that both the messenger and the recipient of the message take action immediately. It was an urgent matter. There was no room for stopping, no room for taking a break. They had to press through and push on until the deed was done. We need to keep this in mind as we're doing the work of God. We need to take it seriously. We need not to handle it haphazardly. People's lives are on the line, literally. And our approach should be one that's like that, that's taking into account that what we're saying, what we're doing, our actions have life and death in them. And that by what we're doing, no matter how seemingly great or small it is, Someone's life can be changed. Someone's life is literally on the line. Let's continue. Jonathan and Hamiez were staying at Enrogel, just outside of Jerusalem. They knew they would be in danger if anyone saw them entering the city. A female servant was supposed to go and tell them what had happened. Then they were supposed to go and tell King David. But a young man saw Jonathan and Hamiez and told Absalom about it. So the two men left right away. They went to the house of a man in Bahurim. He had a well in his courtyard. They climbed down into it. You have to be on the watch for those who will mess up the plans of God. As you're going about doing the things that God would have you to do, you must walk circumspectly. You have to take into account what they're doing to ensure that your job is able to be completed and done so effectively. Verse 19, the man's wife got a covering and spread it out over the top of the well. Then she scattered grain on the covering. So no one knew that the men were hiding in the well. Absalom's men came to the house. They asked the woman, where are Ahamiez and Jonathan? She answered, they went across the brook. When the men looked around, they didn't find anyone. So they returned to Jerusalem. After they had gone, 
Jonathan and Ahamiez climbed out of the well. They went to tell King David what they'd found. They said to him, go across the river right away. Ahithophel has told Absalom how to come after you and strike you down. Side note, Absalom did not start going after David until his men had the opportunity to look for Jonathan and Ahamiez and then bring back a report regarding what they found out about what Jonathan and Ahamiez were doing. No matter what it is that you're doing, if you're doing it for God, it's important. And it was important enough for Absalom and his people to find out what these two men were doing before they did anything as far as going after David was concerned. They didn't find out, but they did their due diligence before setting out after David. Let's continue. So David and all the people with him started out. They went across the Jordan River. By sunrise, everyone had crossed over. Ahithophel saw that his advice wasn't being followed, so he put a saddle on his donkey. He started out for his house in his hometown. When he arrived, he made everything ready for his death. He made out his will, then he killed himself. And so he died and was buried in his father's tomb. Ahithophel seems like he believed that he was a dead man. Instead of possibly falling into David's hands, he took himself out. Since his counsel was not followed, it's possible that this was the beginning of a trend. David listened to Ahithophel. Absalom listened to Ahithophel. They both viewed the advice of Ahithophel so highly like he was one who talked to God. Now, his advice isn't being followed. This is what we know of him. His greatest asset was his counsel. And without it, what was he? This shows how important it is to align yourself with the right people. If the plans of the wicked are unsuccessful, you have nothing but doom to look forward to. For Ahithophel, this was very, very important because one, he told Absalom, let me go and kill your father. I will kill him and only him and bring the kingdom into your hands and, and have everyone follow you because no one else will be harmed. This is also the same man that said, hey, take your father's concubines and sleep with them. If David got hold of his kingdom again, if he was able to regain the kingdom, there is no way on God's green earth that Ahithophel was going to live. No way he was going to live, regardless if he was Bathsheba's grandfather or whoever he was. David was not going to allow this man to live. This man who helped lead an insurrection against him. This man who said, let me kill him. This man who instructed his son to mess with his women. David didn't play when it came to his women. He loved him some women, got in a whole lot of trouble, a whole lot of trouble over women. And you having him mess with my women that I left to keep everything up because it was a great possibility I was coming back. Yeah, he knew that he was gone for if David got the kingdom back and he, by his actions, 
pretty much said, I know that David is coming back because what Hushai is telling him to do is not going to be successful and it's going to get him killed and likewise get me killed. So let me put my house in order and go on. Now, there's another lesson to be learned here. One, should you be taking your life into your own hands? Absolutely not. You don't know what God will do. And to take your life into your own hands is pretty much saying, God, you're not powerful enough to bring me out of whatever situation I'm in. And that's not true. God can do anything. And if this comes to you at a point where you're thinking that your life is useless, that it's over, it's not. As long as you have breath in your body, there is a chance for redemption. There's a chance for things to be turned around. The word says that God's mercies are new every morning. Every single morning, he provides mercy for us. There is hope. Your hope is in God who can do anything. Again, is it possible? Is it quite possible that Ahithophel was a goner? Absolutely. But again, he didn't know and taking his own life was not the move. He believed that that was what he needed to do and he was wrong. Now, was he going to die? I mean, we're all gonna die. Was David gonna kill him? Yeah, David came back into power, but he didn't know for sure that Hushai's advice would not bring about the proper, or I should say the intended results that Absalom and the elders of Israel desire. Now it brought about the, or I should say, it would bring about the intended results, not knowing that Hushai was planted there by David to bring about Absalom's downfall by specifically turning around the advice of Ahithophel by saying the opposite of whatever Ahithophel said. Anyway, Ahithophel knew that he was in trouble and that's why he did what he did. But here's a lesson that can be learned. When we know that the end is coming or that you believe that the end is near or even before the end, it's wise to put your house in order. This happened to me about five years ago. I had to have a procedure and it was the same kind of procedure that my mother had when she died. She died while the procedure was taking place. So even though this is an outpatient procedure and I knew full well that the likelihood of death or any other kind of mishap was low, I knew someone, someone who from a human standpoint was the most important person in my life. And they died having this procedure. So I did not take lightly that me going under the knife for this meant that I was going to come out. So I put everything that I had in order. I let people know what passwords were and where the information was for insurance and things of that nature and my desires as far as my disposition was concerned all of that put it all in order so that if something were to happen that there was clear instruction and you didn't have to wonder and worry about what to do now fortunately that wasn't the case and I was sharing with someone recently when I awoke from the anesthesia 
and I noticed I was still here on earth. I was like, all right, well, I guess it wasn't the Lord's will for me to be with him now. And his words to me were really clear. He said, there are promises I have given you that have not come to pass. You cannot go, which is another reason why if for some reason you are feeling like this is the end, you don't know what God has in store for you. You don't know. And until he does whatever it is that he has deemed to do in, through and for your life, you can't go anywhere. You should not try to go anywhere. God has a plan for every one of our lives. His desire is that we be in fellowship and in relationship with him, that we invite him into our lives to live. And he lives in us by his Holy Spirit, that we are forgiven of our sins because he paid the ultimate price so that we could be forgiven of our sins and that we would live a life pleasing to him on this earth a life that will draw others to him and then when our time here on earth is over that we would live and reign with him for eternity that is his ultimate plan for all mankind it's up to us whether or not we will heed his call whether or not we will repent of our sins whether or not we'll follow his way all right, so key points from today's lesson. Treat God's work like it's life or death, because it is. Watch for those who would hinder or try to cancel what God has for you to do. Your role, regardless of the size, is important. There are consequences for the decisions that you make. Could be positive consequences, could be negative, but there is going to be a consequence. So weigh the consequences before you make a choice. Take your time and do it. Don't be in a rush to do it unless it's something where you have to make a decision quickly. It's so important to refrain from making decisions based in emotions because emotions are fleeting. And they will tend to lead us to do things that are not rational. You've got to give things some time to get past emotion into the rational part of your mind so you can make the best decisions. Because whatever decision you make, regardless of what your intentions were, there are going to be consequences. So do your best to make choices using the wisdom and the knowledge you have as far as what the outcome may be and weigh which is better. Selah, pause and think about this. Hope that this has been a blessing to you. If so, then tell somebody. Tell them where you got it. Tell them how to go about getting it. And in the next episode, the Lord says the same, we will finish out Second Samuel chapter 17. Until then, God bless and keep it together.